0: bbel.com.
1: The Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress, Richmond Weaver, taking you up until 7 o'clock this evening, and if you're looking for Walt Deptula, you got to wait until 7 o'clock. Walt's got a very special NFL draft edition of Road Rage that will go from 7 o'clock tonight until 11 o'clock tonight. So you want to make sure that you've got uh, your app up on your phone, or you've got them up in a web browser this evening. Uh, When these picks are coming down, you're going to want to hear what uh, Walt has to say. I'm sure he'll agree with everything, right? He'll say it's the perfect draft. Every GM made the perfect (laughs) decision. That's what Walt does, right? He's just an agreeable guy who's going to agree with everything. I think uh, that'll be good stuff tonight. So, That's hey, the uh, one thing that I can not predict that will not happen. Yes. And I will be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, <laughs> definitely, you're definitely <laughs> going to be right on that. So, hey, uh, phone lines are open. It's uh, 654 if you want to jump on and chat draft with us. Uh, 986-1566, health text line. I posed this question before we went to break. I'm going to ask John in Richmond, what's your go-to snack for the NFL draft tonight? What is it? Richmond. It's got to be a snack. You, you can't come back with, like, kale muffins.
2: because <laughs> you, you know that I would say something like <laughs> no, that? No, I don't. I'm just giving you a hard I've time. got the biggest sweet tooth. So, for me, I mean, I'd love to say, oh, it's chips and salsa, which I love chips and salsa. Yes, can't go know, wrong. Can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, something salty. But with all of the quarantine going on right now, I, you know, just been hunkered down at home. I mean, my sweet tooth has d- been flaring up big time. So for me, <laughs> it's probably ice cream is what I'll have. I'll have a bowl of ice cream tonight. I would imagine. There you go. Yeah. Flavor? Uh, I do cookies and cream. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I can't go coo- Yeah. You can't go wrong with that, but we also make something that's called yum. We, we, we ate it all, but it's cookies. It's uh, no, excuse me. Vanilla ice cream, Oreo cookies, uh, crushed up and then Cool Whip, and you mix it in a big bowl and and freeze and it. Freeze it, yeah. Yes, it's really, really good. I believe my Memorare mom makes that though. very,
1: very yep. thing. So I see that you did not bring me any. No, I did not. So it must
3: be gone. All right, uh, John Height, your go-to snack for the draft tonight, sir, is what? Well, I can honestly say I've never respected Richmond more than I do right now. That's a uh, oh, a fantastic <laughs> idea. Right out my alley, the cookies and cream with the Oreos. <laughs> That sounds perfect. I'll probably have some ice cream myself, maybe pick up a little something to eat on the way home, uh, try to find a nice uh, local spot here to support on the way, and then uh, definitely take yes. the, uh, as, as we said earlier, we'll be taking the Tom Luganbill approach as well. Yes, I, I felt like that went without saying, so uh, I
1: didn't <laughs> ask you that. Yeah, I'm, uh, Faxon and I are going to pick up some wings from a local establishment. That'll
3: be what we're doing tonight. Okay. Did you happen to see what, uh, what Faxon
1: said? Let's do it.
3: Well, Joe Burrow is eating this evening. Not only is he... Humble not, pie would be a real easy... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, what, what is it? Crab he is fun, No He is... <laughs> no, no, no. That's, uh, that's what Jameis is having tonight yes. while watching the draft. Uh, no, he will <laughs> be... Uh, he's, he got Buffalo Wild Wings, but the odd part is, is they sent it to him like eight, nine hours before the draft started. <laughs> what are you... He's posting stuff, you know, yeah. around lunchtime. someday like, I, I don't think those are going to last all the way to uh, time but <laughs> No. go me old-fashioned. I don't know if you can reheat, reheat the buffalo.
1: This I've never gonna be- reheated wings. Can you even do that? Yeah, I guess you can. They're just going to be dried out. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a. If wings are put in front choice. of you, you have to finish them all. That's not a. That's not a. I'll eat some and then I'll come back and eat some more after that. Yeah, I'm not the biggest wing guy though. I'm not either. My son is. Yeah. So he's huge on it and gets the hottest ones possible out there. Oh, yes, I will yeah, not that, be going that route.
2: That's that's not me. And I don't like mine just all sauce. I'm more of the kind of the dry rub. I like mm-hmm, them. Me too. The double fried or whatever they do, nice crispy. Now I can I can do that, but there you go. I don't need them real sloppy.
1: I didn't know you had. A, I I do not have a big sweet tooth. Oh, yeah, I But, do. but you big do. Time. I didn't know that about oh, you. I yes. thought I knew you really yes, well. Yes, I'm yes.
2: learning something. Yeah, big time. That's, that's my downfall. It's either cereal or ice cream is what cereal I do. Cereal. Yeah. <laughs> Frosted <laughs> menu Together. Honeycomb. Well, you know, going to old school. There you go. That
1: sounds great. Hey, let's go to the Northland Communication phone lines. If you want to jump in, 654-7627. Mike and Anderson is joining us. Mike, my man, what is up?
4: Yes, sir. Mark, good to hear you on the radio again. Thank you for my call. Thank you course what's uh what's on your mind okay i had a couple of football related questions for you and i'm going to ask the questions and then as i usually do hang up and listen number one on the draft tonight and it seems to be the consensus that joe burrow is going to be the number one pick i admittedly and i'm biased on this i don't like joe burrow i just don't like his attitude that has nothing to do with what he is as a football player but I, i think he's just a little too cocky For no more than he's accomplished in one year. And I keep wondering, there's something about him this past season that I wonder if he's not going to be a one-hit wonder, kind of like Joe Flacco was the year they won the Super Bowl and then he had the big contract, and he's not done much since then. And question number two, college football. I hear and keep hearing and reading a lot of positive stuff about the coronavirus, And I get to thinking, well, we're about to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Things will be normal. But every time I think that, I read other things that people are talking about, important people, about mass gatherings, sporting events. And I've just got a gut feeling that college football, at the very least, as we know it, won't happen this year and maybe won't happen at all. And just wanted to hear your thoughts. And, again, good to hear you back on the radio. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you calling in. As always, uh, we talk a little bit about Burrow here. I guess I was kind of joking about it a little bit before that. You could argue Joe Burrow had the best season of a quarterback. In college football history this past year. I mean, what he did was absolutely incredible. There's some people out there that would argue it was the system, right place, right time, had great talent. There's others that uh, he's going to be a generational quarterback in the NFL. So I think either direction that you go there, um, I have a lot of respect for Joe Burrow's play. I mean, I went down to New Orleans, I watched him in person, and he was the real deal. I mean, he made every throw that entire game. Clemson Nation knows that well. Um, I'm not a big uh, supporter of uh, the cocky players, right? And there have been, you know, Johnny Manziel, folks like that. That's something that's a big turnoff for me Mm -hmm. to some people that love that. So uh, I think Cincinnati does need some attitude. Uh, The Bengals have been getting stomped on for years (laughs) and a franchise that has not been doing all that great or doing those things. So uh, the Browns have their cocky QB with Baker Mayfield, who had a great first season, a decent second season. Um, So more power to Joe Burrow. If he wants to go up there and be as cocky as he can, if he can deliver like he did in the national championship game more power to him
2: yeah, you know, I'm I'm torn on Joe, because uh, I do think he's a talented quarterback, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's going to be the savior for the Bengals, and not so much that it's a slight on his talent. Now, it is a little bit, but I think it's more of that it's just a reflection on the Bengals organization. Yeah. They're so dysfunctional. I mean, arguably, you know, the worst GM uh, in the NFL, um, the rest of management is you know a mess yeah. the roster's not that good they're unproven and now they've drafted a quarterback in the first round 5 times and not one single quarterback that they've drafted in the first round has a winning record in their organization <laughs> oh my gosh so, i didn't know that i mean history is not on Joe Burrow's side, so when I say this, it's, I don't know if he has enough talent to overcome the dysfunction at the Bengals. You need somebody on a completely different level, and I go back to something that everybody was just watching this past Sunday mm-hmm. with The Last Dance, Michael Jordan. Now, the Chicago Bulls, they were probably the equivalent of the Bengals at that time, or you know somebody of that nature in terms of just the dysfunction, mm-hmm. right? But he was such a transcendent Type of talent, he was able to overcome the dysfunction. And then obviously they got some pieces together, you know, around him from that perspective. But like a LeBron James. That's a transcendent player that could overcome the dysfunction at Cleveland. But also remember, it took LeBron James leaving Cleveland, then coming back before he could do it, right. and actually matured and became that type of player several years later, just the same like as Michael Jordan. It didn't happen overnight. So To expect Joe Burrow to come in and all of a sudden he's going to resurrect the Cincinnati Bengals, I just don't see it happening, again, because he's not that type of transcendent player. And even if he was, it wouldn't happen overnight. So I, I question how good of a prospect he's going to be to go number one overall. And (sighs) that has nothing to do with that he had a great game against Clemson and lit it up, and he had a great season and all of that. But also just remember, he had everything just really dialed in for the whole season for lsu everything Mm -hmm. you know just was in their favor they had all of the right pieces for that season he's not going to have those type of pieces in cincinnati
1: No, that's uh that's true so it'll be interesting to see so that's uh the feedback on uh on that before we talk about future of college football we got some other people weighing in on snacks so i want to ask you about a couple of these right so uh we have a vote that has come in for cheese it's you can never go wrong with Cheez-Its. Well, of course. I mean, it's just That's an a good snack, just an easy snack. I'm more of a salty guy than a sweet guy, so I might yeah, like Cheez-Its more than you. You just put
2: your hand in the bag or you the box and go.
1: Yeah, Michelle uh, hit me up on Twitter. She's doing a lot. She's putting a lot of effort into okay. the food tonight. Okay. Taco dip, spinach yep. artichoke dip. Oh, I do like that gourmet pigs in a blanket i am interested in what oh. makes a
2: pig in the yeah, blanket gourmet I, I, that's what i want to know too so please
1: michelle i need more information here you have gourmet pigs in a blanket. <laughs> she's making them <laughs> all right and i trust her boiled peanuts oh yeah she's going to town here What's fruity pebbles marshmallow treats oh fruity pebbles yeah okay. see you Old like the, the cereal yeah. <laughs> angle and adult beverages so uh so very good there There's some good ones that's solid. Yeah, I uh, I, I thought that was good right there. Yes, need to yeah, she should have had us she should come Well, I yeah, guess why don't we have it right here? Oh well, well, yeah, Oh, that's right. we are yeah, in different times. Social right now. distancing and, and all of that. That's so right. uh Mike so the question uh is the one and the way you described it is exactly the way I describe it, right? I'll read a couple of articles during the day and it'll be Positive articles from Dabo. Uh, Another coach speaks out or an AD somewhere. I feel really good about uh, playing in the fall, and I'll start getting excited. Here we go. We're playing football. And then I'll see that one negative tweet, or there was one this week. What was it? Like the athletic director at UConn. Was speaking in a zoom call to a mm-hmm. class and mentioned he didn 't think we'd play football in the fall that's right. and then I come crashing back down again. Are you the <laughs> same way I mean everybody 's kind of roller coastering right now because we 're in quarantine, but that one negative one man that 'll set me off a lot more than the the positive ones lifting me up
2: yeah, and I can understand that because it is a true roller coaster ride, and I, I think that 's a microcosm of what all of this is. We're seeing so many different opinions out there and nobody can truly uh, predict what's going to happen because it changes every single day. And I I think that was basically what Roger Goodell was saying yesterday that hey, he's not in the business of trying to predict what's going to happen. We just need to make decisions based on what we have, you know, uh, at our disposal for the upcoming event or whatever. Mm -hmm. So trying to make a decision what's going to happen in September right now, it's it's almost pointless, to be honest with you. I mean, we can speculate, uh, but I I do have a sense that I think it's going to be very difficult. We know it's not going to be to whatever degree of normal that it was, say, last year. It's, It's definitely going to be different, and I think more so is just because back to the point of there's so many different opinions and it's going to be the same way there's going to be schools and there's going to be conferences and there's going to be leagues that will be comfortable playing and then there's going to be some others that are going to be more conservative and say, you know what? No, we're not comfortable. We feel that there's still, you know, some things that we need to have precautions set in place before we can get back to bringing big crowds together like that. And so, when you have all of these different, varying opinions, and is it going to be just? It's not going to be just one person saying, "Okay, go back to normal." Yeah. Everybody has their own ability to make a decision. Just like we saw with Duke and Kansas pulling out of mm-hmm. March Madness. Yeah, no, nobody else had pulled out of it. That the tournament hadn't even been canceled. They just said they were pulling out of it once the ACC and the Big 12 were canceled. So there's a lot that goes into it. So it's just too hard to predict right now.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with you. And and I've stayed out of the social media fray with uh, all the different stats and things like that around uh, what's going to happen. But I did. You know, uh, Chris Fowler came out this past week. and was very negative, right? I don't see the college football season starting on time, if at all. And there was a lot of negativity there. And it really rubbed me the wrong way because I feel like Chris Fowler, just like Kirk Herbstreet, these guys are, I mean, these are voices for college football. I mean, they carry a lot of weight. And I just don't understand why Chris would speculate to the negative and what good that does anyone, right? And I don't think being positive is a terrible thing. And... I'm not saying it's all sunshine and roses, right? And you don't have to come out and say, we're playing and I'm 100% sure. You can be uncertain. But you can put it in a way that's positive that gives us all hope, right? So he comes out super negative, and I jump on some Facebook thread, and I'm like, can we not just be positive? I literally just posted what I just said. Why can't we just be positive? It's not that hard. And if you're Chris Fowler and you carry the weight that you carry, you should want to be positive, you should want college football to start on time. So why is he doing it? Is he just doing it so he can come back later and see? See, I told you back in April that I, I thought. What's the purpose of not being positive? That drives me
2: crazy. Well, the question that I would ask is: He not being positive, not just to be the guy that's going to get it right, but yes. Does he have some inside information that we don't know? He he claims that he does. Okay, so I mean I think you've got to at least uh, keep that into perspective and value what he's saying because he is a true insider. Now I, I think the delivery could have been different, mm-hmm. uh, and again maybe position it in a way that still you know gives us hope. And I know Coach Sweeney has been you know taking a lot of heat where he was coming out, obviously, on the complete opposite yeah. side of that, that, hey, I'm excited. We're going to be playing, you know, come September, and, you know, let, let, let's go. We're going to be ready to go. And a, a lot of people did not take too kindly to that. Uh, and, and I think it's bad on both sides to, uh, I guess, try to throw darts at somebody's viewpoint. Because mm-hmm. I'm more in the camp of, well, let's let's go. Let's let's get this thing figured out and le- and let's yeah. play I'm a, the positive side. You know, very similar to you. But I, I think that's what goes back to this whole thing. Well, do they know something? All right. Mm-hmm. So do we have to be realistic See, about you're being it? negative? No, he doesn't know anything. he's just
1: guessing. I hope now I get. And, and again, there's no right or wrong answer. And of course, I say you should be Positive. So what happens on social media? Oh, you're just a sunshine pumper. You know, you love Donald Trump. You know, whatever. All this madness goes on for, you know, 20 posts after I just say, hey, Chris, would it kill you to be positive? (laughs) Because I don't think it would. And you can be realistic and positive at the same time. I I do think... Positive people
2: get beat up more on social media yes. than negative people. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's the definition of social media. Yes. Positive it, people being beat up. It's and it's sad that that is part of the reality. Yeah. Uh, that then you become a little gun shy. Mm-hmm. That do you want to continue? You know, putting out positivity like that, and uh, you know, I, I should have worn my stay positive. There you go. It'd have been better than the
1: Cowboys t shirt that you chose, but uh, we'll (laughs) figure it out. All right. Hey, I am psyched about the next segment. One of the greatest running backs in the history of Clemson football is scheduled to join us, Mr. Terry Allen, coming up after the break. This is the Mark Childress Show. In the midst of the coronavirus outbreak, State Credit Union remains committed to the
3: safety of their employees and members as well as their financial service needs. They have strict sanitizing protocols in place for their branch locations and have services in place to assist members from the convenience of their
1: homes. Their online and mobile banking, telephone teller, online loan application, and remote deposit service remain available to help their members 24-7. Please visit their website at scscu.com for more information. That's scscu.com. Federally insured by the NCUA Equal Housing Lender.
5: To help lower spread of viruses, the CDC recommends cleaning the hard and soft surfaces in your home. Zero Res is open and here to help. Get three rooms of carpet clean for $119 plus a complimentary cleaning and disinfecting of common touch surfaces. Visit ZeroResGreenville.com.
0: Drive on through and feed the whole family with the big Bow Box for just $19.99.
6: It's
5: Bow Time.
0: It's springtime at First Team Sports and the spring cleaning is done. Although we have changed our store hours, we have not changed our great deals. Shop anytime between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Monday Monday through Friday. You can call 268 6227 or email our store manager Nate Moon. Nate.moon at firstteamsc.com, and we will help you find what you're looking for and we'll ship it out at no charge. Stay smart and stay healthy. Your continuous support is greatly appreciated.
2: Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? an addition on that addition. Whoa. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times
6: more singers.
2: Whoa. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One,
6: what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member, FDIC.
7: So are you the type of guy that wants to look put together, but doesn't want to spend hours shopping? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple and convenient. Sign up in just a few minutes. Try new styles in the comfort of your own home. And there's no subscription required ever. So, isn't it time to refresh your look? Get started today at StitchFix.com. Stitch Fix. Personal styling for everybody.
3: Created for adults 55 and over who seek to get the most out of life, Everland Clemson is a new community that fuses luxury and innovation with thoughtful design. Imagine a luxurious living environment free of maintenance and worries. Everland features five-star cuisine, a first-class spa and fitness center, tailored wellness programs, and plenty of space to spend time with family and friends. Visit everlandliving.com or call 499-8318 for more information. Everland of Clemson, 150 Pershing Avenue in Patrick Square. All sports, all the time, from The Roar, 105.5 in Greenville and Anderson, 97.5 and AM 1560 in Spartanburg.
1: Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Walt Deptula will be joining you at 7 o'clock tonight. Road rage from 7 to 11 live during the NFL draft. So the Mark Childress Show got drafted to come in and fill the 3 to 7 slot. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. i got to thank a good friend of mine, Shannon Etherton, for making an introduction during the football season to a Clemson legend that I am very happy to be able to bring on with us in this segment. Former Clemson running back, uh, NFL running back Terry. Terry Allen. Terry, how are you doing, man, during the quarantine? I am doing well.
7: Hope you guys are as well.
1: Yeah, Terry, I'm doing great. Uh, take us back to uh, the NFL draft uh, when you were getting ready to be drafted. I think they had a few more rounds back then. But uh, what were your thoughts? And uh, do you remember that day where you got the phone call to be drafted by the, uh, the Vikings?
7: Oh, it, 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 that is so funny because I didn't even take the phone call. Uh my girlfriend, uh, which is my wife now, was in our apartment at the time because I didn't even expect to get drafted. And I had just hurt my knee in the in the South Carolina game. I've been struggling with it all year, actually. And didn't even expect to get drafted. So I was at Fike shooting basketball when I got drafted. And uh, so she calls, uh, she calls to Fike, and they come down and get me. And they're like, she's like, you need to come back to the apartment because jay burns is going to be calling you you just got drafted. By
1: the <laughs>
7: that's great so terry so were you way. just not,
1: were you just not interested or did you not feel like you were going to get drafted or you just wanted to play some uh, shoot some hoops
7: well i mean my whole thing was all i wanted was the opportunity i figured i'd get an opportunity as a free agent i knew who i was what i was capable of doing and if i got the opportunity i was going to make somebody's team so i expected you know like, to get a call after the draft was over to go in you know free agent uh, be a free agent with someone but you know luckily minnesota made the made the pull the trigger and, and uh you know, worked out for
1: us again we're talking to uh, former clemson running back nfl running back uh, terry allen so terry you finally get the call you have to come back from your basketball game you get the call you go up to minnesota um i, I guess you felt like you had something to prove coming into camp
7: you know, I, I did. Uh, I, I really did because they had just made that. Uh, they had just made that trade the year before to get Herschel. where they gave up, you know, gave up basically the farm to get Herschel. And uh, so going in, you know, I, I've got to make this team ninth round draft choice. And, you know, so there's no guarantees there. And, uh, the camp and, and I was having a good camp, but I ended up blowing my knee out. Uh, and then having to have surgery, ended up missing that whole season you know got to come back the next year and play behind Herschel and you know he eventually had to go
2: And we're continuing with Terry Allen. And, Terry, this is Richmond Weaver. And I was a freshman in 1989, so I remember you very well. And I was a basketball manager, so I saw you come into Jervy quite often with all those guys, LeVon Kirkland and everybody, and there was just an aura about you guys. So uh, just watching your career, uh, it was definitely something that I vividly remember. But I have to ask you, though, just from the aspect of – Was there a point, though, with all of the injuries that you just had a part of you just wanted to quit and not continue? What was making you continue the drive uh, to make it in the NFL? Well,
7: just the the fact that I have never quit on anything. uh, And I just was not going to give up on on something that was going to, you know, for one, that was going to help take care of my family. I'm not, I was not going to go out and get another job, especially a part-time job like the NFL that's going to pay that much money. And so I was not willing to give up on that. And, you know, and by the grace of God, and, and, you know, I stayed in, you know, contact with him through prayer. And, you know, just asked him that his will be done. And if he wanted me to play football again, I would. And I left it up to that. You know, I, I did the work because, I, you know, I had to do the work, uh, go through all the rehab and all that. But it was going to be God's decision whether or not I was going to continue in the NFL. And I think that's ultimately what ended up happening. It was was he wanted to be on a platform uh, to where people could hear my story and understand that it wasn't football wasn't for me. It was to glorify him.
1: Hanging out with uh, Terry Allen, former Clemson running back, played for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Terry, I'm a huge Washington Redskins fan. Enjoyed watching you play for them for a number of years in the '90s. Uh, what do you What do you remember about your time
7: in DC? That was I think, I, out of all my years of playing ball, I think I had the most fun there uh, cause it, we didn't win as much as I did, obviously in Minnesota, but it was a good group of guys, and you know had a great owner in Jack Kent Cooke. Uh, who who was truly a player's owner and a, and a heck of a man. and It was just a, a good area uh, and a good time to be a, a Washington Redskins because, you know, there was a wait list for season tickets, so the whole city was behind us even though we didn't win, but they still loved their Washington Redskins, and it was fun to play for those guys. It reminded me, uh, the environment there reminded me of Death Valley, so it was definitely fun to go to work every Sunday because it's, so Like I said, it reminded me with the spirit and the atmosphere of being a Death Valley player
1: good stuff as we continue on with a former Clemson running back, former NFL running back Terry Allen. So Terry, there's been a lot of talk uh, here recently uh, especially after this last season about who's the greatest running back of all time at Clemson. Your name is always on that list. We hear uh, Raymond Priester, C.J. Spiller, Travis Etienne. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, can you settle it for us once and for all? Who is the best running back to play at
7: Clemson? Well, I will say, I'll put it like this. I think the best running back to play at Clemson is probably going to be Travis, but he's got to go to the NFL and decide which is the best running back to come out of Clemson. Now, if he does, if he do what I did in the NFL and beyond that, then I got to take it off to him. But he, so far, he's the best to play in the in, the, in Clemson.
1: So I my think a lot of people to- would agree. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that, and it's hard to argue with the numbers. You know, you can put a lot of intangibles with, uh, with C.J. Spiller. Of course, he's getting uh, voted into the Hall of Fame. That was just announced this week, and uh, Raymond Priester had a nice career. And uh, Terry, a lot of uh, people up there, especially with the injuries that you had to overcome, you're high up on that list as well.
7: But, and I appreciate that. And, and you know, it, it's a heck of a list to be on because there's been some great running backs that come through there. And you really can't, you know, you can't throw your nose up at either one of the guys that you name off that list. I mean, Priest was a great running back. You know, we all know what CJ, uh, CJ's done. And, and But at the end of the day, I think that that based off the numbers and the simple fact that that my man only gets to play half a game and do what he does. <laughs> you know, because
1: that won't pull them out. You know, it's crazy. Continuing on with Terry Allen, a former Clemson running back. So, Terry, uh, the game in the NFL has changed a lot, recently especially, right? There's a lot more uh, accent on the passing game. Uh, running backs, I feel like, are becoming much more of a commodity. You're seeing... Uh, less uh, large contracts, I guess, and uh, people saying running backs are done at the age of 30 and things like that. What's the biggest difference in uh, the time you played in the NFL where I feel like the run game was a much bigger focus and what's going on now in the NFL with the way that the running backs are being treated?
7: Well, you know, I I, I go back and I look at this and I have this conversation a lot with people. The game has changed. Uh, The rules has made it to the point where if I was offensive coordinator, I would want to throw the ball, too, because you can't touch my receivers. So, yes, let me throw the ball. Now, running backs, you know, our our position is being devalued up until they need us to pick up a blitz. So Mm. I I don't think that that position is ever going to be, you know, one that that you can't rely on. And if you really think about the last Super Bowl that we just watched, had the offensive coordinator and head coach, you know, really thought about that he had a running back. He probably wins that game with San Fran. All he had to do was get a running back the ball and keep the clock moving, and he's going to win that game, but instead he wants to throw the ball. And he did the same thing when he was the offensive coordinator here at Atlanta, and it cost him against, uh, against New England. So you got to have that good running back back there, and you know, you're know you not just going to be able to get away with putting anybody back there. And these guys are eventually going to get paid what they do because you got to have a running back to win
1: Continuing on with Terry Allen, a former Clemson running back. So, Terry, if uh, we took a healthy Terry Allen and placed him into the NFL today, uh, do you think you would enjoy yourself more? Would you like catching the ball out of the backfield more?
7: Oh, I definitely would enjoy myself more. Because you know, the guys get to play in space now. Uh, you know, when I played, you know, I was having a run there and deal with the lights of the Fred over you know, in, in Chicago and Mike Singletary, Richard, getting all those guys. That's so fun. So, yes, I would love playing against these guys today
1: yeah no it would uh it would be a
2: lot of fun I could see him doing some damage today uh yes he could I I still believe Terry that without the injuries uh you would have been on the Heisman trophy watch uh you definitely would have had an even better career and I'm still amazed that the number of thousand yard seasons that you did have on how, how many surgeries did you end up having Terry was it seven or nine surgeries on your knees
7: Uh, nine. Yeah, nine 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 surgeries. surgeries. Nine. Yes, with the with the scopes and the reconstructions. Yes, going in, getting clean out. Yeah. Uh, And I I, and I, you know, I tell people that the only people who ever got to see the real me run was the people who saw me at Clemson early, because I never was the same guy when I came back in the NFL.
1: That's uh, that's impressive stuff. So Terry, uh, I know you're uh, at least the last time I caught up with you, you were uh, in the world of coaching. Uh, what, what's obviously we're all quarantined right now, but uh, when this quarantine is lifted and you get back out there, what are you up to these days?
7: You know, I'm back in Atlanta and uh, I'm just enjoying enjoying being here. And uh, so I'm gonna let this quarantine run its course and uh, you know enjoy watching my grandkids play ball now. Uh, there was an opportunity that obviously was was going to come up with the uh, arena ball, but I'm glad that things, that we took a different turn on
1: that. Yeah, I knew you were headed in that direction, and it's been kind of strange for any uh, professional football recently that uh, does not have the three letters NFL associated with it. So, uh, Terry, what are you doing uh, for the draft tonight? Are you together with some family? Uh, you got a big spread you're going to put out and enjoy it this evening?
7: No, 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 no! It's just gonna be me and my wife, and, and I'm gonna watch it, and uh, you know, look to see my cousin guys go. I expect to see uh, Simmons go early. I really do expect that, uh, and uh, so I, I hope that uh, Detroit pulls the trigger on him. I, I really do, and uh, and takes him with the third pick. But, but we'll see what happens. I, I know that whoever gets him is gonna get one heck of a football player.
1: I agree, and uh, speaking of one heck of a football player, Terry, you were definitely one. It was an honor for us to have you on this evening, sir, and uh, we'll look forward to connecting sometime soon, okay?
7: Oh, please do. I enjoyed it. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Terry. Clemson legend. Yes, I'm NFL you. running back, Terry Allen. It's good to see him doing good. I, I got to catch yeah. up with him uh, again. Thanks to Shannon Etherton. Uh, I got to meet him at a football game earlier this season. I got to text and we were like she's like hey i'm with terry allen would you like to come uh yes i'll be right there uh so thank you shannon for that and i finally got to connect with uh, terry i've been wanting to have him on for a while i think it was perfect timing with the draft today
2: uh, i think so too and he was drafted in the ninth round that's crazy yeah and I, what a crazy story that he's mm-hmm. in fike playing pickup basketball and, <laughs> and has to be you know told that that was the same way like levon Kirkland when he was drafted he was back at home and had had to go back to clemson to take exams uh, after he had been drafted. Yep. So, I mean, it's just a, a different type of uh, generation, you know, back then, just the way the draft is now, obviously different from that perspective. But I do remember distinctly being a freshman and again, being over at Jervie and seeing those guys come in, those football players, mm-hmm. and again, now I was around Eldon Campbell, Dale Davis. I mean, these are you know seven foot guys. I mean, big guys, right? But when the football players came walking in, I mean, it was it was just a different type of aura that you know happened as they came in especially somebody like terry allen because again his career would have been completely different if he could have stayed 100 percent healthy it would I mean, have been completely different
1: he did 11, 11 years in the nfl No, on basically one one knee or half a knee
2: yeah and, and him talking about the scopes yes he had scopes but he had acl reconstructive surgeries and this was again In the late 80s. That that was when they were career-ending. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Completely different for him to be able to come back from those. I mean, it's simply amazing. That's why I was just curious, because there's got to be a certain point where it's almost like, Enough's enough. Yeah. Like, all right, somebody's trying to tell me something that, you know, most people would quit, mm-hmm. you know, after, you know, those type of things. So, uh, But I love just hearing, you know, what was motivating these guys to continue and that just quit was not in his vocabulary, obviously. Terry was such a physical uh, – he, he he is
1: like ETN, I think, a little bit because he fast as lightning. Yeah. Obviously, you, you get into the open field, see you later, Terry Allen. He'd run guys over, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when I think of Terry Allen, I think of him as the physical – physical runner and the physical side that we see from ETN, not necessarily seeking out contact. But if you're in front of him, you're going to remember that uh, you're going to take a hit from Terry Allen. So and again, uh, Terry Allen saying Travis ETN best running back at Clemson. I mean, we could debate this forever. It's going to be interesting. Oh, I know we could. One more season of numbers from Travis Etienne is going to have him in the top five in a lot of categories. But we got that love for CJ Spiller in our hearts too. So it's one A and one B. It's tough. Oh, it we is. We talked very, about this on the show before. before get, it's yeah. tough.
2: Again, it's it's how you define uh, the greatest, and I think there's more to it than just stats. And mm-hmm. I think Travis has more than just stats, also. So don't don't get me wrong on that. It's just. Again, I think CJ was a transcendent player, especially for Clemson at the time. Yeah. and would Travis even be at Clemson if it wasn't for a CJ Spiller? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, I mean it. It, it remains to be seen. Now you can say that it all started because of Dabo Sweeney and the culture that he was building to get CJ. So, you know, that was part of it as well. But I, I think it's all woven together. But I still, I got to give that lean to CJ.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Terry talking about hanging out with his grandkids. You know, he's like a year and a half older than you. Did that make you feel old? When yes, he, <laughs> you better believe
2: it. Next month, I'm going to be 49. There we go. <laughs> yes, exactly. There we go. Yeah.
1: And I thought it was cool Terry's going to be sitting there uh, watching the draft tonight, like a lot of us are, celebrating when those Clemson player names are called. Yes. So uh, I think that'll be good stuff. All right. That was awesome. A highlight. I've been looking forward to that all week, catching up with Terry Allen. Coming up next segment, he used to punt for the Georgia Bulldogs. He also did it in the NFL. He's a good friend of Richmond Weaver. Mr. Drew Butler will be joining us coming up. This is the Mark Childress Show.
6: Hey, Tiger fans. Don Munson here, voice of the Clemson Tigers, and I want you to know there is no better way to support your Tigers than by being a member of IPTA. Membership start at only $60 and provides critical support for our student-athletes to be champions in the classroom and in athletic competition. Be a game-changer and visit ClemsonTigers.com slash or call 1-800-CLEMSON to join Ipte today.
5: If you're a mattress shopping, you must go visit Engineered Sleep on Congaree Road in Greenville. Each mattress is made in-house, and their showroom has the most popular models for you to try out. Engineered Sleep makes your mattress shopping easy. Every local mattress order is delivered to your house, and setup is free. Buy local and buy direct from the manufacturer. Visit EngineeredSleep.com for more information. That's EngineeredSleep.com. Sleep like a lamb, rise like a tiger.
6: Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com.
0: Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.
5: We all know to wash our hands and social distancing, but did you know the CDC recommends cleaning the hard and soft surfaces in your home? There's no one better to call than the cleaning experts at Zero Res, deemed as an essential business and is continuing to provide cleaner, healthier, and safer environments for their customers. Get three rooms of carpet clean for $119, plus a complimentary cleaning and disinfecting of common touch surfaces. Call 558-7300 or schedule online at ZeroResGreenville.com.
0: For 25 years, Husqvarna Auto Mowers have been the best-selling worldwide. With the Husqvarna Auto Mower Crown Commitment Program, you'll enjoy your weekends and know that if you're not satisfied with the performance of your Husqvarna Auto Mower within 60 days of purchase from a Husqvarna dealer, return it for a full refund or exchange. Easley Lawn and Garden offers Husqvarna automowers as well as the expert installation and service you need. Trust them to get you set up with the right Husqvarna automower just for your yard. After all, Easley Lawn and Garden has been your trusted local source for nearly 40 years. Let a Husqvarna automower do the work while you relax. Easley Lawn and Garden, your local Husqvarna automower professionals for sales, installation, and service. For all your power equipment needs, Veteran and family-owned and operated. 312 South Pendleton Street, Easley. Online at easilylawn.com.
3: More live local sports than cars on Clemson Boulevard. You're listening to The Roar.
1: to the Mark Childress Show. Walt Deptula and Road Rage will be tonight at 7 o'clock. A very special NFL Draft Edition. So we have snuck right in here with the Mark Childress Show. We'll be with you until 7 o'clock. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. And let's go to the Northland Communication guest line. We'll be joined by former punter at Georgia and in the NFL, Mr. Drew Butler. Drew, how are you and yours doing here in this quarantine?
8: I'm great, y'all. Thanks so much for having me on uh, down here in Atlanta. Uh, definitely bunker down at the house. We got a one month old daughter and we're chasing around a two month old, so it's uh it's live action here.
4: Wow.
8: We can yes. do the whole segment just uh yes, we can. just <laughs> on that. Are you gonna even be able to peel away
1: and watch any you gonna watch any of the draft tonight or are you gonna be you're gonna have your hands full?
8: Yeah, bedtime is about seven, seven thirty, so I got to plan that. I'll be uh, I'll be posted up in front of the T V for the first round for sure.
1: Very nice. Hey, uh, Drew, I said facetiously, I'm not making fun of you or your position, but I feel very confident that we will not have a punter selected tonight in the NFL. Um, And I know that you were not drafted, but walk me through your NFL draft process, making a team, you know, coming out as a free agent and things like that. I'm sure it's something you remember fondly.
8: No question. Certainly do. You know, the experience is very unique for kickers and punters, obviously. You kind of go into the entire process knowing that only a handful of teams will have a need at kicker or punter uh will there be any drafting what does the situation look like in free agency uh who's got a high cap number xyz you know fortunately for me blair walsh our kicker at georgia at the time was coming out the same year so we had plenty of teams take us through private workouts together i would hold for blair blair would come out and kind of fetch punts For me, I think we had 8 to 10 private workouts, so we really got a ton of exposure, which was great. Uh, I had a couple of awesome workouts for specific teams. I thought I was going to get drafted by the Carolina Panthers. I thought that was going to happen, had some great workouts for them. Uh, They had a pick in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. I knew uh, that was going to happen, and they chose Brad Nortman, the punter from Wisconsin, over me, and it was kind of doom and gloom from there. Until the Steelers served in, they started calling me later on, 6th, 7th rounds, and we might pick you with a 7th round pick. They didn't, but uh, right afterwards I signed an undrafted free agent contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is crazy because they never worked me out. Um, I never even talked to any of their coaches, but I kind of looked at the whole um, situation there in Pittsburgh. Other teams that were offering me undrafted free agent um, contracts chose to go with Pittsburgh and it worked out from there, so... Still talk to Brad Norman. He was a great punter for the Panthers. Obviously, we played against them a couple of times when I was uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, so pretty funny how it all works out for sure.
2: And we're continuing with Drew Butler, former NFL punter and uh, UGA punter, and also the creator of the Punt and Pats podcast with Aaron Murray. And uh, Drew, since you and I got connected, you were a guest on my podcast, Rich Take on Sports. So anybody listening, episode 118, Drew nice. Butler, Rich nice. Take on Sports. Very, yeah. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> but I have a question in terms of, uh, I want to talk about the podcast in a moment, but also just you're talking about being an undrafted, uh free agent how are you viewed though when you come to camp is it truly different in terms of an undrafted player coming in there and say a first round pick or a, a third round pick do are you, you guys just viewed the exact same hey you guys are still just trying to make a team because nothing is guaranteed in the nfl obviously
8: no nothing is guaranteed and rich <clears throat> your podcast is awesome as well thanks so much for having me on the show today but the first second third rounder yes from a roster perspective if they're drafted in the first round you're probably going to have three to four years in the league regardless second and third round draft picks you're going to make the team outside of an extreme outlier fourth rounders if you're early in the fourth you're on the team i would say from mid-fourth round to an undrafted guy pretty much the same odds of making the team truly i, mean, I think that especially when you look at depth per each position on any given roster. You know, punter, there's only two of us on the roster, so they told me it was going to be a, a competition. It ended up being a competition. Uh, Jeremy Kapanos, who was the competition that year, got injured in training camp, and I performed well enough to that it didn't look elsewhere. But um, it is different in the NFL, man, especially if you're a rookie. Look, you can have a bad day at practice, but when training camp rolls around, if you have two bad days in a row, they're going shopping. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's too many good players out there and teams are cutting guys left and right every single day. The talent pool is wide, it is deep, and you better bring it every single day in the NFL. But, yeah, those first-round picks, second-round picks, and third-round picks, they're going to be on the team. But as far as a a development and 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 a rookie class being built together, they all look at each other the same, and those are some very fond memories I have of Pittsburgh. That rookie class was special.
2: And now talking about this draft, as we're continuing with uh, Drew Butler, former NFL punter and uh, punter for the University of Georgia, in terms of Georgia players, you know, one guy that I think is going to be a legit star in the NFL is Andrew Thomas. From your perspective, what other Georgia players do you feel that are really going to make an impact in this draft?
8: You know, I see a guy like DeAndre Swift. He's very versatile out of the backfield, right? A lot of mocks have him going late in the first round, maybe even right before the 20th pick. He's so good catching the football. He's dynamic. He can run in between the tackles. He can also get outside of the tackles, and he's extremely fast, as evidenced by his tape. I think he's going to have a successful career in the NFL. You just look at how they're kind of getting away from the ground and pound draw trap game in the run game and he's not that guy for 30 totes a game but man can he be successful when you're talking about guys who can come in and make an immediate impact not only on offense but in the passing game and on special teams as well i think swift regardless of where he gets picked will have a great impact and it should be a great night for georgia tonight i mean you're looking at andrew thomas potentially top 10 as you just mentioned, DeAndre Swift, and then Isaiah Wilson, I think, is going to be a first-round pick also. And then the more you look, I mean, you can essentially find whatever you want to back up your arguments at this point with the draft starting tonight. But could Jake Fromm sneak into the end of the first round or early in the second round? I don't know. He's kind of been one of those polarizing prospects. It's been fun to follow.
2: Yeah, now that would definitely be a surprise as we're continuing hanging out with uh, Drew Butler, uh, former NFL kicker and punter uh, at the University of Georgia. Any other surprises that you might see tonight or what you think might happen tonight in the draft? Obviously, it's so unpredictable and it's hard to even try to put a gauge on it, but what type of chaos would you see or predict tonight?
8: Yeah, you know... I. For whatever reason, Aaron and I have been talking about it on the podcast this week. Obviously, quarterback talk is the name of the game in the first round. I am just getting this really weird feeling about Tua Tungvaluwa dropping tonight to maybe even around the 20th pick. Okay, Now, he could go third off the board and I could look like an idiot, but you look at his (laughs) tendency to get injured, and he just broke his hip. I mean, look, I was a punter. I've got hip problems of my own. It hurts. The dude broke his, and he broke feet, rear pelvis. That is so hard to do. I can only imagine how hard it is to come back from that. He's also had knees. He's had ankles. He's had thumbs. The guy is injury prone. There's no doubt about that. But the thing that gives me even more cause is that he's a lefty. There are zero left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Zero. That gives me pause. Yeah, we can say Michael Vick, too. He can't run a 4 forty. We can say Steve Young. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Matt Leiner didn't work out that well. Tim Tebow didn't work out that well. I mean, I'm trying to think of left handed quarterback prospects, regardless of how great they are, and how they are so few and far between in the NFL. I don't know if this will happen, but I could see teams getting scared some of two at Tonga by Loa tonight, and I think for whatever reason he might drop down to sixteen to twenty range.
2: I haven't even really thought about it, but that's yeah. a very good point just from the left-handed quarterback position because this it's not like in Major League Baseball where <laughs> you want to be a left-handed yeah. pitcher. So it is completely different. Uh, so that's interesting. That, that would be a, a surprise, I think, that would be some chaos in, in the draft as we're continuing hanging out with uh, Drew Butler, former uh, NFL punter and uh, kicker at the University of Georgia, and also the creator and host of the Punting Pass podcast, which with Aaron Murdy. So as another podcaster, Drew, I did want to talk to you a little bit about that, especially right now, because you started putting out the quarantine chronicles so how did that come about and <laughs> getting people to jump on because I, I think it's just very entertaining and uh you know being able to share some things during these times so i, I appreciate you putting the effort of putting out the quarantine chronicles. so walk us through just kind of how you uh got started with the podcast itself and then kind of evolving into right now with uh during these times
8: Yeah, I think it actually started about a month ago, really when all the craziness was starting. It was right after the initial shutdown in sports. So a Players' Championship had gotten canceled. NBA had gotten canceled. It looked like there was not going to be sports anytime in the future. And then you started to hear colleges going home, no spring football. And I sat there and kind of looked at everything. And I had some plans to do some breakdowns, some talk around spring football practice. And then the following week, I was sitting there going, man, I want to talk to somebody about this. So many people are being affected, and usually sports is recession-proof. Sports is what we go to when everything else hits the fan, right? When we don't like how our workday went, when things aren't going well at home, you sit down in front of the TV, you flip on a live sporting event, you can at least have a little mental escape for a little bit. I said, you know what? There are plenty of people who should be doing a lot of these things that aren't able to. So I started reaching out to a lot of people. Hey, I'm going to do this series on my podcast called The Quarantine Chronicles. Would love 20 to 30 minutes of your time. And the success rate has been about 99%. I've got a couple people lined up for next week because more and more content creators are getting stuff on the books. But I figured out, hey, we're all sitting at home. I highly doubt a lot of people have legitimate excuses to tell me no. So I've had a couple of PGA Tour golfers on there, some NFL guys like Cameron Hayward, who's the team captain for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a couple of draft prospects, like Rodrigo Blankenship. I got to sit down with Sam, a PGA Tour caddy, even a, a clinical psychologist who works with athletes. Um, I got Georgia's mental conditioning coach to kind of talk about the messages that he is sending to players. And then people in the media, Taylor Twellman, ESPN's lead analyst for soccer. Obviously, if they're not having a season, Maria Taylor, who everybody loves her schedule was supposed to be insane and she's not doing anything. So it's fun to talk about (laughs) what is going on, how it's been different and how everybody's just managing it because everybody's in the same boat. We've been, uh, we've all been put into our homes and we're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. So I've had a lot of fun with this and uh, I'm looking forward to a couple great more guests in the coming weeks.
1: Starting to wrap things up with Drew Butler, former NFL and UGA punter. Um, what is your take, Drew, on the dogs here in the upcoming, uh, assuming we play college football this year? Is this the year that uh, Georgia can break through? You've got Jamie Newman coming in at quarterback. Uh, what are your thoughts on the dogs?
8: I'm bullish. I mean, I really am. And obviously I'm bummed that they weren't able to have spring practice, but it's not like other teams are able to, and Georgia isn't. But Georgia was just in such a unique position because they've got a new offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin. They've got a new offensive line coach in Matt Luke. New quarterback, transfer Jamie Newman from Lake Forest. New special teams coordinator, Scott Cochran, who was strength and conditioning coach at Alabama. This was going to be a valuable 15 practices in spring session for the Georgia football team. Unfortunately, they didn't get it, right? So they're doing the Zoom games, they're doing what everybody else is having to do to adapt to the certain situations. But looking at it, I think George is in a very unique position because if you see their roster, the depth on their roster, the talent, and the experience. This is all up to the coaches, I think, this year. I really do, okay? Can Todd Munkin put these players on offense in the best position to succeed, to let them play fast, to let them play physical, to let them play confidently within that scheme? I've always been told that the best coaches develop their scheme around the players that they have, not try to make the players – adapt to the schemes that the coaches have. All right? Georgia has all the pieces in place. Can the coaches put them in those situations? I sure hope so because on paper, Georgia's offense should be great, especially with the new scheme there. So The defense might even be better than last year, which is scary. They're looking good. That third game of the season in Tuscaloosa, you know I'm going to watch that with one eye closed. My wife went to Alabama. That has been a very tense <laughs> situation for me in the past couple of years. But I fully expect Georgia to win the SEC East again and I'm not really ever worried about Dan Mullen in Florida. Just look at Kirby Smart's track record against him. It speaks for itself.
1: Great stuff from Drew Butler, again, former uh, punter in the NFL and at UGA. Find his punt and pass, punt and pass podcast. I knew I was going to mess it up. Yes. Punt and pass podcast <laughs> uh, anywhere that you consume your podcast out there. Hey, Drew, man, uh, you keep your uh, little ones safe and enjoy the
8: NFL draft tonight, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, gentlemen. Y'all stay safe. Nice talking to you
1: thanks drew we'll do awesome stuff from drew butler i knew it it's tough to say punt and pass podcast is a tongue twister and you said it perfect twice i'm like if i say it i'm gonna mess it up and i messed it up that's why i'm here punt and pass podcast there you go so you can do it i uh i clearly cannot boy that hour zipped on by we're having a lot of fun here thank you guys so much for hanging out with us hey uh coming up right after the break we can't call him mr clemson anymore can we it's, it's Eric McLean from the ACC Network. He, he's, he's in rarefied air now up at the ACC is Network at ESPN. Anything? I don't know. He's always Mr. Clemson. Well, he's got to be Mr. ACC now. I think we've got we've to convert him over uh, into so. Mr. ACC. But Eric McClain will be with us when we get back here uh, after the top of the hour. This is the Mark Childress Show.
6: My heart's in overdrive you're behind the steering